You're listening to a podcast appearing on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Welcome to the Healthy Young Athlete Podcast, hosted by me, Dr. Mark Halstead. In this podcast, I cover common problems and injuries young athletes may face and ways to keep your kids healthy and as safe as possible while participating in sports. Leading experts in the field will join me to give you the best advice and what is the state of the art in thinking about issues young athletes may face. If you have a stake in the health of young athletes, whether as a parent or coach or even a young athlete yourself, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I bring you the Healthy Young Athlete Podcast. In advance of the Super Bowl this past week, there was a new press release about a new blood test for concussion, praising the advances and that it would be a revolution for the sideline diagnosis of concussion. Sounds great, doesn't it? Well, is this new FDA-approved test really all it's being touted to be? We'll cover this today on the podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Halstead, your host, and this is the Healthy Young Athlete Podcast. So back in 2018, Valentine's Day specifically, I received a call from our media relations department at Washington University about whether I wanted to be interviewed by the local media about a new concussion blood test. I really hadn't heard anything about the test, so I didn't really feel ready to talk to the media about it, but I decided to do some investigation, as I usually try and do about these things when I'm asked about it and if I don't know. And I at least knew I may be talking about it if asked about it again the following day, so why not look into it? So what was exploding all over the media and was being touted as a game changer for concussion at that time was not really a test for concussion at all. A company called Banyan Biomarkers Incorporated had received FDA approval for what was called the Banyan BTI, or the Brain Trauma Indicator. What this blood test was approved to do is to evaluate two very specific proteins that are often elevated in the blood within 12 hours of a head injury. The two proteins, if you really want to know, are called the ubiquitin carboxy terminal hydroxylase L1, or abbreviated as would be much nicer to do as UCHL1, and the glial fibrillary acidic protein, abbreviated as GFAP. These were found in research to help determine whether or not a CT scan, or we refer to as a CAT scan, would be necessary after a head injury. So basically, these proteins help to determine if something more than a concussion was occurring, as we would expect CAT scans to be normal in someone's with a concussion. They don't produce swelling or bleeding in the brain or any other visible structural changes on that type of test. We will expand upon that further, more about who may actually need a CT scan after a concussion in a future episode of this podcast, specifically focused on who needs it in the pediatric and adolescent age group. So let's go back to that test again. So this test was studied on 1,947 blood samples from adults, and it was compared to blood test results to actually CAT scan results that were done at the same time. So it found that if there was a finding on the CT scan, it predicted that finding about 97.5% of the time. But if the test was normal, it also predicted the absence of any issues on a CT scan 99.6% of the time. So both pretty good numbers the way we look at things in medicine. So we want to know if a test is going to tell us something if it's positive and also tell us something if it's negative, meaning it's a normal test. However, big kicker here is the test was approved only for adults and it would take up to three to four hours to get the results of that test. And so not the quickest test if you're in the emergency department. I don't know many people that want to wait around three to four hours to determine whether or not they can get a CAT scan, which a CAT scan, you know, if it gets ordered and done, you know, takes 10 minutes or less for most individuals. You know, in the big picture of things, probably not the most ideal test. So I tweeted about this and it became my first personal viral tweet. 
It had well over 100,000 impressions when all was said and done, which for you know a sports medicine physician like myself who had less than 1,000 followers at the time, not, not too shabby. It actually kind of launched a little bit of my Twitter presence, so to speak. What happened then? Well, in 2019, a year later, Banyan then licensed the same biomarker tests to Abbott and Abbott Laboratories for use on their testing equipment. And there's a machine that Abbott has called an iStat, and it's actually designed to do more rapid testing. So as an example, you know, I've covered marathon events in the past, and we may have an iStat machine at the finish line medical station to be able to check someone's sodium levels to see where they're at, because we do know that some athletes have troubles with their sodium levels afterwards. So this rapid test on an iStat machine is more appealing. There is one catch with this test. It can only be done on plasma, and that has to be separated from the whole blood sample. So when you get a blood sample from someone, there are blood cells, there's white blood cells, there's plasma. So you do have to get the plasma part of that out of it. And that does obviously add some additional time to the test, but certainly not the three to four hours that was done before. As of January 11th of 2021, the FDA gave approval to Abbott to use this test on their iStat platform. And the advantage, obviously, is now it's available in a 15-minute result rather than three to four hours that was previously used. So as typical, the media markets typically will get a hold of this, and they picked up on the FDA approval. And I felt like it was 2018 deja vu all over again with all these new articles coming out with headlines of the quick concussion test and the concussion test that will revolutionize sports concussions. And in the press release actually from Abbott, they stated, and I quote, a negative result on this test can be used to rule out the need for a head CT scan, which is a common tool used to diagnose concussion. So let's start there first. Can we please, please stop with this narrative that we need a CT scan to diagnose or to rule out a concussion? We do not see concussions on CT scans. And so when we're using that narrative, and this is what they're talking about, obviously it is going to garner some attention here when we're saying that it's the CT scan is a common tool to diagnose it. And we have to remember, you know, there are consequences of doing tests that have lots of radiation too. And we will talk about that further when I go through the episode where we discuss things further next month during Brain Injury Awareness Month on when is it appropriate to get a CT scan in someone after their concussion. So let's talk about what this test will do. So it is only approved for those 18 and older. For the vast majority of sports-related concussions we're talking about in kids and adolescents, this is not going to be a test we can use. It does not diagnose a concussion. It does not rule out a concussion. All it does is it can help us determine as healthcare professionals if a CT scan is needed or not for someone after their head injury in an adult. And it's actually looking for something more significant going on in the brain, such as brain bleeding, brain swelling, that are not the things that we see in someone after a concussion. And again, I cannot stress this enough. A CAT scan, a CT scan does not help us diagnose a concussion. So in the big picture of things at this point, you know, how is this helpful for any of our young athletes? We do have some clinical criteria that have been validated repetitively as to who should get a CT scan after a head injury in pediatrics or adolescent patients. And as we enter Brain Injury Awareness Month, as I mentioned in the month of March, we will have a specific episode on this podcast discussing who does or who doesn't need a CT scan for the concussion. What can we make of this? Well, again, we have a lot of hype about a test that is going to be utilized hopefully for adults and hopefully for ER physicians, maybe urgent care physicians, maybe even primary care physicians if they were to utilize this in their office, can help them determine if someone does need more advanced imaging after their head injury. Again, helpful, but it is not going to solve the question, does this patient have a concussion or don't they? So we'll leave it at that for now. Thank you for joining me today. Be sure to check out our entire podcast library at healthyyoungathletepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at HYAPod. 
We appreciate your feedback and leaving a five-star rating for our podcast through your favorite streaming platform. It helps us get the word out. I'm Dr. Mark Halstead, your host, and this has been another episode of the Healthy Young Athlete Podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the Healthy Young Athlete Podcast. We hope you'll join us for future episodes. Please review our podcast and spread the word about us. You can find our full episode library at HealthyYoungAthletePodcast.com. This is Dr. Mark Halstead, and you've been listening to the Healthy Young Athlete Podcast.